Ladies and gentlemen, pimps and hoes, welcome to the Luke Cartman Show, your favorite up and coming comedy podcast. I hope you're all doing good. I hope you're having fun thinking that your thoughts can manifest reality and that you can speak things into existence and the psychics are real. You know, every single day, more and more, I'm seeing people post, if you believe it, it will happen. Enough. Stop. People say that and they work in a McDonald's drive-thru and they're serving fat people all day and they're giving them shit because they didn't give them extra ketchup. Did you speak that into existence? Did your thoughts manifest that? Getting abused in a drive-thru all day. Getting paid minimum wage to put up with a bunch of fat people. Enough. Did a psychic predict that was going to happen to you? That you would waste away, smelling like Big Macs all day? For the love of God. When is it going to end? It makes me want to get off Facebook. You don't see it much on Instagram. Twitter, you just, you know, people have real mental illness on Twitter. Facebook is another level. I keep seeing people doing the personality tests that I spoke about in the last episode and playing games to tell them how much of a good person they are. You're a sack of shit and you know it. Enough. Stop looking to Facebook to make you feel good. It is done. Facebook is done and so are you. That should have been your New Year's resolution. I'm going to stop taking personality tests. I'm going to stop playing the name tests. What does my name mean? It means nothing. It's a name. You're getting me stressed out, people. But at the same time, thank you. Because I get to use you as ammunition on this podcast every Friday, the Luke Cartman Show, available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Leave a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And let's get this show discovered. Let's get me in the charts. Let's get me in the top 100 or the top 10 of comedy in the fucking world. Let's make it happen, people. My life is a living hell. I'm poor. I'm recording this podcast in my living room right now because I can't afford a studio. And I know there might be one or two people watching this who has money or know someone who has money. Help me out. Maybe you have a rich friend or a rich family member that you don't talk to. I suggest getting back in contact with them. Maybe you have a sugar daddy who pays your bills. Sort me out. Give me some money so I can build a studio for the people and for myself. Sick and tired of recording this in my living room with loud neighbors shouting about nothing, talking about nothing, doing nothing. Sack of shit, human beings. They shouldn't be in the same area as me. <laughs> uh, I think there really are some people who take this show serious and think I'm literally just having like 
mental breakdown shouting at people all day. It's not true. It's a joke based on truth. <laughs> I swear, I tried to do this podcast about three times. Right, it's been quiet all day. Not a sound. Not even a bird squawking or squeaking or whatever it does. None of that. Birds chirping. None of that shit. Quiet. Silence. Just how I like it. And as soon as I press record, some loudmouth bitch was talking about nothing outside my door. It needs to end. I want people evicted. I'll start getting law enforcement to kick their doors down for this podcast. That's how far I'll take you, people. This is what I'll do for you to make sure you get a quality episode with me not under stress, not losing my mind publicly. You know, I put myself out there every single week, every single Friday after the past year, sometimes multiple times a week, trying to entertain the people, to tell them the truth, to make them feel good, to make them feel bad, to make them feel happy, to make them feel sad. You know, having a good time and there's fuckers around me trying to ruin it. So if you have any heart inside that body of yours, that overweight, broken down body of yours, you will donate money to me. You will donate money to the Luke Cartman show because it is a podcast for the people. Believe it or not, I am on your side. I know it doesn't seem like it sometimes, you know, when I go off on you verbally, I know it doesn't seem good, but I love you and you know I do, you know. I wish everyone well in life. That's the truth. But when I have insubordination from my neighbors, it stresses me out. It makes me angry. And I have to smoke cigarettes. I don't even smoke. And I'm smoking right now. I am three seconds away from doing heroin. From locking myself in my home and doing coke all night. I'm about to relapse, people. I'm about to pour whiskey down my neck. Do shots for the fuck of it. Because these neighbors are pushing me, testing my patience. I need your help. <laughs> but then again, why would my listeners ever listen to me? All I ask on social media, on Facebook, actually, Instagram and Twitter, they're good. But on Facebook, these fuckers, they never share my content. They will not share the podcast episodes. They will not share the episode highlights because they're haters. They're bums on the street with no hope in life and they don't want me to succeed. Well, guess what? I'm going to succeed with or without you. But it would help if you shared the videos. You got no problem sharing some fuck dancing on TikTok, a squirrel water skiing on TikTok. Watching a dog play the piano on TikTok. 
You'll share the fuck out of it. You'll smash the share button. But as soon as our look over here shares his dream with you, shares the podcast, the highlights, everything, share the content, the free content, you go nowhere near that share button. You avoid it like it's the fucking coronavirus. Share the content, people, for the love of God. Help me. Also, I want to give a shout out to Dave and Jay versus the world. Two hilarious motherfuckers from New Jersey. They have their own podcast. Dave and Jay versus the world on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you get podcasts. They are cool guys. And they are funny as fuck and have really good chemistry on their podcast. So I know you don't listen to me, you know, on anything I say, but do me this favor. Listen to me on this. Check out Dave and Jay versus the world on YouTube. Leave them a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. You bums, you. Listen to me for once. I've had enough. But for real, they are cool as fuck. Started talking to them a couple of weeks ago. And they helped, uh, you know, push my show and I helped to push theirs. And it's a cool thing we got going on. It's me, Dave and Jay versus the world. And who do you think you are podcast? Again, another great podcast. Hilarious uh, podcast is on there, you know. And it's really cool to have like, you know, podcasters helping each other because that is what helps get the shows discovered. You know, collaboration and stuff like that, you know, and... It's just good. It's good to meet uh, good people in this space, you know? And, you know, they appreciate what I do and I really enjoy what they do. So it's a good thing we got going on. So guys, for the love of fuck's sake, listen to me on this. Check out Who Do You Think You Are podcast and Dave and Jay versus the world on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more. And you will not be disappointed. You know, I know most of you are just disappointed in your life in general because you're fucked. You're divorced. You're an alcoholic. You have no hope in your shit life. But there is hope. And it's on YouTube. It's called The Luke Cartman Show. Dave and Jay Vicious the World. And Who Do You Think You Are podcast. Go and get yourself some hope. Get a dose of hope. Pour yourself a glass of hope. You know, you're welcome in advance. <laughs> I know many people think I'm having some sort of mental breakdown on this podcast weekly, but I'm not. I'm experimenting. I'm trying different characters. I did the nice approach for too long and you fuckers shit all over me. To be honest, the podcasts are getting more downloads and more activity when I turned on people, when I turned heel, which is a term they use in pro wrestling. When I started to play the villain, you started to open up a little bit to me. But you're still not there all the way. You're still not sharing the content. That's all I want you to do. Share it out there. Share it with your friends that you don't like. Share it with your family members that you hate. Share it with a bum on the street. If you see a bum on the street, you'll go into a supermarket to go and get a cheeseburger because you're a fat fuck. You tell that homeless person, listen, here. No, we're not giving you change. Step, keep the distance, six feet back. Listen to the Luke Cortman show on YouTube. Or I'll set you on fire.
Genau. Because let's be honest, guys, the YouTube algorithm might have a problem with these things I'm saying on this podcast. But they're all jokes, YouTube. YouTube, listen to me. They're all jokes. This is a comedy podcast. It's in my Instagram bio. It's in the title of each and every episode. It's a comedy podcast, YouTube. You don't want to pay me. You don't want to give me sponsors. You don't want to give me ads. Whatever. I'll do it myself. <laughs> That's the last thing I need is like YouTube turn on me. The people have already kind of turned on me. You know, knowing I have corporations turned on me as well. You know what I mean? I'm trying to make something happen here, people. A couple of episodes ago, I done a bit, a sketch, whatever the fuck. It was a presidential speech, a campaign for me to be the president of Wales. And not one fucker shared it. Not one fucker tweeted it to Mark Drakeford. Why do you want me to be miserable? Don't you like me when I'm happy? This is the last I'll bring it up. Mark it down, episode 68. Luke lets the people know what's up. Gives them one opportunity to start sharing the content, build the show. I won't speak about it again because you know what? I think a lot of you are good people and you will actually take this on board and listen to what I'm saying. But those who don't, fuck you, I never liked you anyway. You can barely look yourself in the mirror. You headbutt the wall for fun. You eat ice cream and cry. And watch Love Island and wish you were an influencer. You're not. You ain't influencing nothing. You can barely get off your sofa. You hate the fact that you can't go to your shit job in a cubicle because that's the only light in your life. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I'm figuring it out. You know, some episodes are good, some episodes ain't. It's just why it is. You know what I mean? I don't know why I brought that up. I thought I'd just let you know that it can't all be gold. But to be honest with you, the past couple of episodes have been gold. And still, you defy me. You go against me. You don't want me to win. But I'm here to tell you, I'm going to win regardless. You bums. <laughs> oh, who knew being evil would be so fun? Who knew that just shouting at people would be so fucking fun? It really is, guys. i got to be honest. And to be honest with you, it's starting to trickle out into my actual life. And not that this isn't my actual life. It's not like I have multiple lives. But like, you know, just in day to day, I've noticed this character that I kind of agree with kind of seep into my day-to-day -day life, you know? Like I, if I see a homeless person, I want to shout to them. I want to just shout at people all the time and let them know that they're a sack of shit because it's fun. And let's be honest, it's what most of us feel inside, but we don't say it because we want those people to like us. Fuck them. I don't want no one to like me. That's true. That's not true. I actually do want people to like me. That's why I became a comedian. That's why I became a podcaster, for approval, for validation. That's how I do it. Not personality tests and name tests on Facebook. Enough. I'm two seconds away from deleting my Facebook. I can't fucking handle it, people. You're killing me. 
with it. Do something with your life. Get off the name test and the personality test. You know you're a sack of shit. You don't need Facebook to lie to you. You know, I would much rather you go to a fucking psychic than do that. And you all know how I feel about psychics. I think they should all be thrown in jail. They're criminals lying to people. Also, I always give my neighbors shit for how loud they are. Fucking imagine what it's like for them. You know, that's never really hit me until just now. Imagine what it's like for them. You know, it's late and it's like 10 o'clock at night right now on a Sunday because I pre-record all the podcasts to come out on a Friday. It's Sunday night and I'm shouting, telling people they're pieces of shit. They probably think I'm an insane person. And you would think, you know, if they're hearing that going on, they will keep quiet, but they don't. They continue to be loud and defy me. Maybe I should start doing yoga, you know, maybe stretch it out or like meditation or something like that. Because I don't know, guys, it's fun. Like I said, it's starting to trickle out into my life. I'm starting to like harass people and just like, not be nasty, but just like shout at them. Like you're a bum, do something, you fat fuck. And, you know, that's not for everyone, you know, but I mean, well, um, I'm going to get into one of my favorite segments on this show. One of your favorite segments on this show. Everyone's favorite segment on this show. It is questions from the internet. Question number one. Would you rather have a kangaroo or a koala as a pet? Here we go with the exotic animal shit again. Um, to the best of my knowledge, all koalas have chlamydia. You know, they're ripe with STDs. These dirty fuckers. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing out there. They're chewing leaves. They're fucking, you know, without protection. They're just, they're living life. To be honest, they're living life. You know, and most people out there are doing that. You know, they're chewing leaves and fucking people without condoms. That's just life. Welcome to life. Um, a kangaroo, you know, kangaroos can fight. They always like squared up to you like that. And, you know, they'll fucking punch and kick the shit out of you. You know, <clears throat> but to be honest, I'd rather have an animal that can fight. Like, say if I get into it, let's say if, you know, I want to go to a supermarket and a homeless person, you know, is in the way, I'm going to get my kangaroo to like smack it about, you know, maybe I'll become a celebrity. I'll get to have it on the podcast. they will become a thing like Luke and the kangaroo. You know what I mean? That could be a show. Like, um, we could be a cartoon out of it and everything. T-shirts. What the fuck? It'd be a profitable business to have a kangaroo as a pet. You know, we could train martial arts together, Cobra Kai style. Be wicked. You know, yeah, koalas, they're just like, they look fucking horrific. They don't look good. People are like, ah, oh, so cute. No, it's not. Stop. You think grizzly bears are cute. You think sharks are cute. You're fucking mentally unstable. You know, I would much rather have a kangaroo as a pet. I call it Roo. You know, I put a bandana on his head. You know, I'm going to just chill, live life, you know? Do you live life out there, people? Do you even know what life is? Has life hit you in the face yet, you fucks? <laughs> um, yeah, there's no, there's no sense in having a koala. Like when I see people like, they go to zoos and they travel abroad, they go, get on a plane to go and take a picture with a koala on Instagram. I just look at them thinking, you're basically holding a ball of chlamydia in your hands, a furry ball of chlamydia. 
well done. You fucked up again. You know, where's the pictures with the kangaroos? They made a film about a kangaroo. called Kangaroo Jack. It was a very good movie back in the day. You know, it was dated now and whatever. You know, those films, you know, they're good once and then they go old. Oh, yeah, it's a kangaroo in a hoodie with sunglasses. Whatever. Saw it. It's been done. You know. Yeah, having a kangaroo as a pet would be cool. So, yeah, I'll pick a, I'd rather have a kangaroo as a pet. Uh, next question. What movies can you watch over and over again I never get tired of? Uh, I suppose this is more of a serious one. Uh, what movies can I watch over and over again and never get tired of? Um, anything by Quentin Tarantino. You know, I love Pulp Fiction, the Kill Bill movies. Uh, what's the other one? The Django, that's a really good one. Uh, yeah, anything really by Tarantino. I like Inception. Leonardo DiCaprio, I've watched that film a hundred times. I love it. Still, it doesn't get old to me. You know, I love... Uh, the premise of the movie, the writing, the acting, you know, the whole storyline. It's just, it's, re- it's a really good movie, that. I love that movie. Um, Joker is another one I can watch over and over again. Masterpiece of a movie. I went to the cinema, you know, the movie theater, depending where you're from, uh, to watch that. Phenomenal movie. Never get bored of that. Um, Anchorman is another one, the first one. I can watch that. I have watched that about a hundred times as well. I love that movie, Anchorman. You know, it's just, uh, I've always wanted to like recreate something like that, like do a sketch, you know, with me as a type of, you know, newscaster from the 70s or 80s and have that type of vibe. That's a, that was one of those movies I watched and it was just like, comedically, it blew me away. You know, not that it's like joke heavy or anything like that, but just kind of, you know, the essence of it all. I know I'm getting a bit serious now. I'm using words like essence, but I think you know what I mean. I just, I love that idea, you know, of Ron Burgundy and the Anchorman and that universe. Like, um, any other movies? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I really like that movie. Uh, True Romance is another one I can watch over and over again. Um, so basically just any movie that's done well. You know, in today's world, most movies are shit. They're like remakes of this and remakes of that. You know, enough. You know, they are making Space Jam too, though, which I'm actually excited for that. Funny enough, today I saw it um, on social media. It was like a two-second clip of a scene where it looks incredible, the effects of it all. And obviously LeBron James is in it now, you know, which I think is cool. And I'm excited for that. Uh, What's the other ones? There's There's a mafia movie supposed to be coming out next year. I think it's like, the Saints of uh, Greenwich or something like that. It's like a mafia movie. Um, and I don't really know what else is coming out. You know, I don't know. That wasn't even the question. But yeah, I love movies, to be honest. I really do love them. I'm a, a fucker for Netflix. You know, I'm still on the series now. Like I'm, I'm back in the Sons of Anarchy now. You know, I've only got, I think, one season left of that. I love that show. Um, I like all types of movies, to be honest. Anything, any type of genre, except horror movies. Horror movies make me have a fucking heart attack. I've mentioned many times on this podcast, I can't watch horror movies. I cannot do it. It makes me want to jump out a window. I can't. I literally cannot sleep properly when there's a horror movie. When there's demons with fucked up faces, I cannot do it. Enough with people trying to force me to watch horror movies. You know, I've been in relationships where I've had to sit there 
and watch it and act like I ain't scared and inside I'm dying. But I can't let her see that because I'm supposed to be a man. And if I start crying, she'll leave me. <laughs> but yeah, I can't do horror movies. Um, so yeah, the movies I can watch over and over again is basically all the ones I just listed. Uh, next question. If you knew you could do anything and not fail, what dream would you attempt? Um, do you know what? This actually brings up something I was talking about in the last episode. And there was, I think one of the questions from the internet was, what is the most common roadblock that stops people from achieving their dreams? And I think it is this, and this is actually going to answer this question too. It's people are afraid to fail. As cheesy as it sounds, and you know I hate, I hate when people post shit like this, like fail, work hard. I know, I know, we all know. But um, I think that's what it is. The big roadblock that stops people is people are afraid, people are scared. They're scared to look stupid. You know, they're scared that it might not work out. They're scared to just take that leap of faith and go for it. And that is, you know, like this question is saying, if you knew you could do anything and not fail, what dream would you attempt? And it is telling just kind of a mindset of a lot of people that if they knew they wouldn't fail, that that's when they would do it. But when there's a chance that it might not work, you know, you dedicate your life to someone, you put in 10, 20 years of work and it doesn't work out. That's a tough pill to swallow. And it's a reality. It's a reality that it might not work out for you. It just is, you know, as much as I believe, you know, the things I'm going to do, which I do wholeheartedly believe in 100%, you know, that I'm, I'm not stupid to like disregard the chance that it might not happen, but I'm going to do every single thing in my power for it to happen and to increase my chances of it happening. If it doesn't work out, fine. At least I went for it, tried, failed, succeeded, all those things. It's worth it. And when you fail, you get better. You know, I hate preaching. This is not who I am. You know, this is reminiscent of the old me. You know, I'd be like, go for it, people. And it is true. You know, you can't be afraid. I'm not. You know, like I said, I put myself out there every single week. You know, I put highlights on my social media. I put all the episodes on YouTube. It's 68 episodes. I've done this show now. You know, I'm not afraid for, you know, to look bad and for the episode to not be great. I'm not afraid of that. It's part of the learning process. You fail, you get better. The end. Um, so, but the question was, if I knew I could do anything and not fail, what dream would I attempt? To be honest, it would probably be to like a singer or something, you know, like a musician. Taking comedy out of it because that, I feel like if I answer that, it's like, yeah, we already know. But aside from comedy and podcasting, I would say a musician, a singer, just be singing on bitches, do you know what I mean? Selling out arenas, just living that lifestyle. Yeah. If I knew I could just, because I can sing. No, I, I really want to be able to sing though. You know, not as like a living really, just to be able to do it. Just to like, you know, drop a, uh, I don't even know what it's called. See, I'd never make it. I don't even know what it's called. Drop a, not a verse. What is it? I don't fucking know. Drop a couple of lyrics on people. <laughs> so yeah. So to close out that question, uh, don't be afraid to fail. 
I know no one wants to to look stupid, but if you don't, if you don't go after your dream, you'll regret it for the rest of your life. So go for it, take the chance, and see what happens. Uh, next question: If you could hire any actor to betray you in a movie, who would you choose? Uh, any actor to betray me in a movie? <sighs> Fucking hell! So I would say Jim Carrey. You know, but he's a lot older now, and I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't really work out. Um, if it was a movie about my life, I really don't know. I don't know, Danny Dyer, maybe. You know, I used to look like him when I was younger. Um, yeah, I don't know, Danny Dyer, Jim Carrey, maybe. I don't know, maybe people let me know in social media or in the comments uh, on the YouTube video uh, who you think could play me in a movie. You know what I mean? That would, uh, that'd be weird having like a movie about your life. You know, you have to be a great, great person to have a movie about your life, like Muhammad Ali and all these other examples that I can't think about right now. But, you know, having someone play you in a movie, that must be fucking weird. You know, maybe I'd play myself. You know, if they come to me in a couple of years, say, look, you've got brand new teeth. The people finally listen to you. They started sharing your podcast, leaving you five-star ratings and positive reviews. You want you to be in a movie about your life. I would do it. I'd have a go at acting. Why not? That is something I want to try anyway. You know, I've said for a while that I want to have a go at acting lessons. Just see what it's like. You know, maybe get a, a part in a series or a part in a movie. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? I just wanted to... I'm interested in that craft of acting. Taking on a different form. You know... I think it was, uh, I made a, funny enough, I read a crazy thing recently. Uh, it was a quote from Benicio Del Toro. And he said, uh, like, when he wakes up in the morning, he like goes up into the mirror, he, like looks at the mirror. Uh, he said he looks which way his hair is, uh, like which direction his hair is going. He goes and he makes eye contact with himself in the mirror to make sure it's still him in there. And I thought that is heavy, like, Think of like an actor, especially when he's had like a long career, how many different roles you play. And like there's method acting where people just never step out like step out of that character. You know, Jim Carrey is an example of that when he played Andy Kaufman and Man on the Moon. When the when the camera stopped rolling, he was still in that character. Now people can literally lose themselves. You know, so that's interesting that like you had to look at himself in the eyes to make sure that it was still him. You know, it's a I've always said. People think the queen is a shapeshifter. All these different people are lizard shapeshifters. Actors are the real shapeshifters in this world. <clears throat> Look at Christian Bale, for example. Perfect example of someone who goes through crazy body transformations and looks completely different and, you know, really gets into these characters. You can lose your damn mind. You don't know who the fuck you are. Jim Carrey spoke about that. You know, I think it was when he played Andy Kaufman. He didn't know who the fuck he was anymore. That is heavy shit. You know, so maybe I won't try acting. Um, so yeah, I'd say I have a, a Jim Carrey, Danny Dyer, or myself. Uh, next question. What type of music do you dislike most? Mumble rap. Mumble rap needs to go. It's 2021. Stop with the mumble rap. It's not good. And people are just sitting there like, duh, 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 duh. stop. Enough. Fuck's sake. I bet those people believe in psychics too. 
Let's do her, but her, but her. Fuck you. How is that? How is that getting millions of views on YouTube? My podcast gets about 100 an episode. It's fucking disgraceful. This is the mentality of people. They like bad shit and they don't like good stuff. Fucking mumble rap. The fuck you talking about? How does that happen? What happened in the world? To a hibbit the hibbit the with a beat behind it became a song and became acceptable. Jesus Christ. This is what I'm talking about, people. This is the shit I'm surrounded by. This is the world I have to live in of loud neighbors and mumble rap and people not donating to me and giving me money. Fucking mumble rap, for the love of God, man. No, mumble rap needs to go. We all need to sign. I know everyone likes signing petitions on social media. Let's legalize this. Let's legalize that. How about we delegalize? Let's make mumble rap illegal. It needs to go. It's not, it's not art. It isn't. It's not rap. It's not hip hop. I grew up on hip hop. 90s and early 2000s hip hop. And still to this day, actual hip hop. Great artists like Dave East and Lloyd Banks. You know, Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole. And you got amigos going, buh, 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 buh. fuck you, enough. And they drive around with the Lamborghinis and our Rolexes. What the fuck are we talking about? Can we stop with the mumble rap? I, I, I can't. Next question. <laughs> and the final question from the internet Would you rather know how the world began or how it ends? Uh, let's be honest. We all know how this ends. It ends with people fighting in a supermarket. That's how it ends. The world burning, you know, brawls in McDonald's, looting, rioting, all these different things. That's how it ends. You know, I don't really like, I guess it'd be nice to know how the world uh, began. What really went on? You know, was it dinosaurs? Was it Jesus? You know, was it the Big Bang? Who knows what it was? Who knows how we ended up in this bizarre experience that we call life? Who the fuck knows? But what I do know is whoever created it needs to be accountable for making my life hell. Why was I born in a specific place at a specific time, lived a specific life, to be in this moment, right here, right now, with loud neighbors. What made that a thing? Is it a collection of my choices? The decisions I've made? Is that what ended me up here? Most likely. My thoughts didn't manifest there. I didn't speak it into existence. And I ended up here. You know. Maybe I should just try it. Try speaking things into existence. I'm going to be, here we go. I'm going to become a millionaire in a week. The next episode, I will be a millionaire. It's going to happen because I believe it will happen. Now let's see if it happens. I bet you it don't fucking happen. You know, it'd be funny if I actually did come here next week. Just in like a fucking mink coat and sunglasses and cigar. Just like fucking laying in a pile of money doing a podcast. I'd be mad if it actually did happen. But guess what? It ain't going to happen. You know? <clears throat> no, I haven't got coronavirus. I know I just coughed, but... Uh, sorry, I'm, on, I'm still on the fucking 
question from the internet. See, my mind's all over the place. Uh, so, uh, I would be, I'd rather know how it ends. It'd be fun so you can kind of prepare for it, you know, and make peace with all the bad decisions you've made in your life, all the bad things you've done, all the burgers that you ate that you knew you shouldn't have, um, all the milkshakes that you spilled on yourself, all the tears you shed, the bum existence that you've lived. Um, I don't know if that answers that question, but that was questions from the internet. Oh, actually, to kind of piggyback on that last question, I think we do know how the world ends. Recently, I saw that the North Korean dictator, Kim Jong-un, has got the submarine-launched ballistic missiles that he had to fucking pray for. You know, he organized a party. You know, hundreds and hundreds of people in Korea, you know, letting off fireworks, showcasing his missiles, saying that the US is now his biggest threat. That fucker is coming for all the smoke. Like, it is insane that... I always think about this. Like, guys like him, you know, I think everyone can agree that he should not be around, you know. Then why is he still around? It makes me think, when guys like that are still alive, it makes me think that someone has an interest in that person being alive. That is probably a lot of money involved in keeping him alive, to be honest, because, you know, look at, how, look at what he's doing to his people over there. And listen, he ain't going to see this. No one's allowed the internet in North Korea. But if Kim Jong-un does see this, come and get it. What are you going to do to me? I dare you to try and hit me with a missile and see what fucking happens. I'll spin it back, kick you in the face. You know, this is the Luke Hortman show, bitch. Your missiles ain't going to do nothing to me. Um, it'd be funny if, like, that clip just gets me on, like, the fucking Korea's most wanted list or something like. Um, yeah, this fucker is showcasing these missiles. You know? Maybe a world war is a brewing. You know? Who the fuck knows? But it's interesting how, you know, him and Trump seemed cool. You know, Trump was going to meet him and then he loses presidency and Joe Biden steps in and now all of a sudden the US is his biggest enemy, his biggest threat. And he's letting off fireworks and people are clapping and forced to clap, you know? And he's there with his fat cheeks, his fat face, you know, celebrating he's got these fucking missiles. The fuck, man? It's insane. Like, the power that these people... Like, we literally... Like, it's almost... It is like we live in a fucking movie. We have characters like this in our world and no one's figured it out yet. You know? They managed to get Bin Laden. You know, he was in hiding. People found him, shot that motherfucker down. They got Gaddafi. But Kim Jong-un, nah, leave him alone. Leave him in North Korea, dictating over his people, forcing them to do all these things, getting missiles, saying that this country's our biggest enemy. Why is he still around? Who has interest in keeping that fucker alive? You know what I mean? Crazy. We live in a crazy world, people. I gotta be honest, as much as life is a beautiful thing and it's all 
sunshine and rainbows and hugging trees and oh look at that squirrel over there there's also missiles genocide bombs you know what i mean we live in a fucking war zone sometimes well i don't you know i just live in a noisy flat you know with neighbors who continuously piss me off but it's just it's crazy that that's the world we live in you know how did we let the demons run amok how is it the demons are running things you know these lizard billionaires killers evil people how are they running the show how did that happen you know and the thing is we can't really do anything about it because they control the military you know the police all the resources all the land they control everything and we think protesting is going to do a thing it ain't I know, I know, I know you want to design a nice, you know, sign, go down the way your buddies, wear your shirt off, you know, and put face paint on. It's, it's not going to do nothing, guys. It ain't. Protesting don't work. It just doesn't. They're going to do what they're going to do, you know, but I don't know. It seems like a lot of them, they're kind of losing power, you know. Which, to be honest, they shouldn't have as much power over our lives as they do. They literally dictate to us what we can and can't do. You know, here in Wales, in the UK, they've cornered off to what they consider non-essential items in a supermarket. They've cornered these areas off. Listen, buying a book doesn't give someone corona. It's not going to contribute to it. So why is that a thing? They literally dictate what you can buy, who you can see who you can hug, who you can spend time with, what you can do, how you can work. They shouldn't have this much control over our lives. But this is what I'm saying. We're bums. You know, me included. I'm also a bum. You know, we listen to these fucking people. No, I'm not saying overthrow the government. Obviously, I'm not saying that. And YouTube, I want you. So uh, be very, know that I'm very clear about this. I know I'm stumbling a little bit. YouTube, understand, I am not inciting riots. I am not inciting people to overthrow governments. Let's make that clear. This is a comedy podcast. I'm pontificating. I'm experimenting. I'm making jokes. Okay, so that's all said and done. Something has to be done. We can't let these fuckers dictate how we live our lives. If we all just wear a mask, socially distance, great. I completely agree with that. But to tell someone they can't go and buy a fucking magazine that they're not going to read because they can't read. You know, what are we talking about here? I've had enough, guys. I just want to be a rich person. That's all I fucking want. I want to live my life as a comedian and a podcaster and have a fuckload of money and tell people to go fuck themselves. That's all I want. That's a simple life. You know. That's all I want. Help me get it, guys. Make me rich. I say that a lot. And it's the truth. It's what I want. Boatloads of money. You know the first thing I would do if I had... If I had a million right now, first thing I would do is I would buy everyone's flat that lives by me and kick them out. Put them on the streets where they belong. (laughs) I don't know, I'll probably become like a slumlord or something, just like rent out all the apartments, make some money off that. Because you know that a million's going to run out at some point. Eventually it will run out, especially me. Like I'll just, 
I know I'll, I'll buy a house, I'll buy a car, all the different things, you know, and I know I'll just, I'll eventually run out. Need to have an income still coming in. So I'll become a slumlord. I'll buy all that, all the flats, all the homes and these people who continuously piss me off. And do you know what else I'll do to give back to the community? I will give houses to all the homeless people that I bump into so I don't have to see them. Keep them indoors, away from me, away from society, ruining people's day. That's what I'll do to give back to the world. Oh, that's some nice orange juice, that is. I love a bit of orange juice. Give me some sugar. You know, sometimes I wish it was alcohol. You know, sometimes you fuckers make me want to relapse. You know, that's another thing too, like, you know, when you're a rich person, you start to indulge in like weird shit. Like obviously like golf seems to be a big one that rich people do. And, you know, like wine seems to be a huge thing in like the rich community. Like, you know, they sit there swearing their bottles and, and then having a drink of it. Oh, this is a, this is a 60 year Pinot Noir Merlot. And it's like, I don't know, they seem like, I hate it, but I love it at the same time. Like I would love to just be able to do that, be a rich fucker and just like taste wine all day and be in a suit and smoking cigars. Who wouldn't want that? That's gotta be better than the McDonald's drive-thru. You know what I mean? It has to be. I would trade that any day. You know, I need a new job right now, guys. I really do. I need employment. I work at a factory, warehouse, whatever you want to call it. You know, and I hate it. I've been there for years. There's no future there for me. You know, I'll do any job right now. I'd love to work in an estate agent, to be honest. Sell houses to people. and You know, just live that life. You know, your life can change with one sale, but, you know, in my area, it has to be a really rich area in order, you know, for me to make a sale and, you know, be able to fucking retire in my 30s. You know, but anything. I would probably work in a call center at this point. Until the comedy and the podcast that works out, I want to have a job which is, you know, enough to pay my bills, keep my flat and stuff like that. And something that I kind of enjoy, you know. And who knows, I'll probably get sick of it after a year or two, but I've been in this job for too fucking long. I cannot, I simply can't do it anymore. So hopefully the world opens up this year businesses open up again and I can start whacking out that CV leveling up in life you know I bought some brand new teeth recently next is the hairline you know and as you can probably see I shave my head again this is like the fourth time I shave my head because you know what sometimes it's good to reinvent yourself it's good to try a new look you know out with the old in with the new it's not a new year new me thing because I've done it before way before January Sometimes I sit there and I'm just get, I just get a little bored. I'm like, do you know what? I want to shave my head and I do it and it feels great. You know, my hair was kind of thinning. I'm only in my twenties. What the fuck? As if my life ain't bad enough. Now my hair's thinning. What the fuck? So I took it upon myself, got the clippers out and shaved it all off. And it feels amazing. I fucking love it. You know? And when you put your head on that pillow, that first night, it's, it's amazing. It really is, you know. And to be honest, I don't know. I think sometimes I'd better with a shaved head. You know, it, it depends really, but 
I really enjoy it. The shaved head, buzz cut, bald look. I really do enjoy it. You know, <clears throat> I'd love to have amazing hair. You know, but it wasn't in the cards for me, guys. I can't have it all. Can't be a talented comedian with charisma and confidence and dreams and have a good hairline. It's just not how it works. You can't have it all. And knowing that, I need to become a rich person. I need to live my dreams in order to be happy. Because at the moment, I'm not. I need employment. If you're watching this and you own a business or you know someone who owns a business, you know, or you kind of, you know, wrong businesses sometimes, get me a job. Help me. Give me money. Subscribe to the Luke Cortman Show on YouTube. Leave a five-star rating, a positive review, and give me a job. I need a job, guys. <laughs> oh, I don't know. People are never going to listen to me, you know. Maybe one day they will, especially not getting a job. But who knows? Maybe a job comes out of this, you know. YouTube ain't paying me right now, you know. When that starts coming in, you know, I'll be a lot better off. But I don't know. Spending eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, kind of doing the same thing. So I guess you're like, enough, enough, enough with it, you know? I need change and I'm getting there. I'm making the moves for it to happen, putting in the work, believing in myself, speaking it into existence, manifesting it with my thoughts, and it's going to happen, people, you know? <clears throat> Oh, the, well, this would be out. This would be out Friday. I'm not sure what the date is of that, but this would be out. I think it's the 22nd. Yeah, the 22nd, Friday, the 22nd of January. This would be out. And on the 23rd, Saturday, uh, is UFC. Big event. Really excited for this one. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier, too. I cannot wait. Really excited for this fight. <clears throat> I know they're doing a press conference on a Thursday. So if you're watching this, it already would have happened. And I can't wait for that fight. <clears throat> Five-round main event. Not for the title, you know, which is surprising with, you know, Khabib saying he's retired. And then now Khabib saying that he wants someone to show him something spectacular in order to, like, entice him back, which is, that's just a power play, you know. But uh, I'm really excited for this fight. Um, I do think Conor's going to win. I think Conor's going to get Dustin out there in the first round, you know. That's what I feel will happen. I think we're going to see a new Connor, you know, a sharp Connor just coming out, throwing that hurricane straight away. You know, we might even see some techniques that we haven't really seen from him much of before. You know, maybe some fancy kicks or something like that. I think, I think it's going to be interesting. But also, I wouldn't be surprised if Dustin found a way to win. It's whoever's game plan, whoever implements their game plan will win it, basically. Who can get off? You know, if Connor can put on the pressure and start you know he got like an offensive counter striking style and if he can get it off i think he gets dustin out of there it's too accurate too fast too powerful i think he'll get the job done but i wouldn't be surprised if dustin found a way to weather the storm drag it into the later rounds into the deep water try and uh, tire connor out maybe try and clinch him up against the fence you know maybe even go for a submission on the ground you know, even though Connor's takedown defense and grappling is very underrated, you know, we stuff multiple takedowns against Khabib and look really good. And, you know, uh, I wouldn't mind if Dustin won. I do like Dustin as a person. You know, he's a cool guy, humble guy. 
as a charity and everything. Same as Connor. I've always been a fan of Connor since way before he was in the UFC, when he was in Cage Warriors, before he even had his first belt in Cage Warriors. So I'm really excited for this fight. Two of the best lightweights in the world going at it. You know, and it's uh, it's great. You know, the first fight, obviously, Connor won. Got him out of there. I think it was a minute 40, so 90 seconds. Now Connor's saying he's going to get him out there in 60 seconds. And I believe it. I think, you know, a motivated Connor, a shaved head Connor, you know, I think he can get the job done. So I'm really excited for that. Also, we've got Dan Hooker and Michael Chandler on that card, which I'm really excited for that fight. That's an interesting one. Dan Hooker is one of my favorite to watch. Really good striking. You know, he fought uh, 170 out 155. You know, he sparked Gilbert Burns at 170. Gilbert Burns is now fighting Usman for the belt. You know, obviously, uh, Dan Hooker's last fight was against Poirier, Dustin Poirier, and that was a great fight. You know, I think uh, Dan Hooker said he didn't perform, you know, like he wanted to, even though he looked really good and he didn't, he said he just didn't feel like he done well and his coaches felt the same. And I think I'm going to, you know, I think this is going to be an interesting fight because this is Michael Chandler's first fight in the UFC. You know, he's coming from Bellator. Really, I, I like Michael Chandler. Again, cool guy, really good fighter. Great wrestling. You know, he comes out you like like a fucking comes out like a banshee in the first round, you know, throwing everything at you and exciting style. And you know, this is his first fight in the UFC, and this is this is a good fight for him because he's going to kind of see where he is at in a division if he can compete. Because Dan Hooker is not an easy fight for your first fight to have Dan Hooker. You know, they're not doing him any favors, put it that way. You know, Dan Hooker is a phenomenal fight, and obviously training parts with training partner. Sorry, with. Uh, Israel Adesanya, the middleweight champion uh, at City Kickboxing, I believe, the gym uh, they train at. And that's not an easy fight for Chandler's first fight. And it's, a, it's also a good fight for Dan Hooker because, you know, people might become uh, more aware of him. And plus, it's on the Conor McGregor Dustin Poirier card. So, you know, that's going to give, it's going to shine more light on those guys. You know, Chandler coming in and Dan Hooker, obviously, it's going to evolve. It'll evolve everyone's stock. And plus, it's a good fight for the division. I'll kind of see, you know, maybe depending on the winners, who fights who. Because we don't know. Khabib is the one. He's saying he don't want to hold the division, but he is holding up the division. You know, when you retire, you're supposed to give up the belt, but he hasn't. You know, I would have liked him to see Conor and Dustin fighting for the belt. You know, and then whoever wins out of Dan Hooker or um, Michael Chandler or maybe even Gaethje and Oliveira and Tony Ferguson and I know Nate Diaz is coming back to 155 which I can't wait you know I'm a huge fan of Nate Diaz and also the UFC actually legalized weed which is phenomenal you know obviously you can't you can't be high on the day you can't be high in the octagon but like you it's not illegal anymore which that's great but at the end of the day like people need to be compensated for that those who were punished like Nick Diaz lost a, a fucking, a long chunk, a lot chunk of his career. A long chunk, so sorry. Uh, of his career because of that. Because he tested positive for weed. Suspended for years, like. So where's the, comp he needs to be compensated by that. But you sad, the athletic commissions, whoever, for the time he fucking lost. You know what I mean? It was ridiculous. I know Nick and Nate is a different thing, but it's ridiculous to, you know, how, that's not steroids. Steroids is different. 
you know, pop those guys. Those guys will be punished. But like, you know, guys can test positive for steroids and then come back after suspension and fight for a title. But then Nick Diaz tests positive for weed. He loses years of his career and nothing, nothing for him. But who knows? Maybe we'll see. Apparently, he's coming back this year, which I can't wait. He's my favorite fighter, Nick Diaz. I've always been a fan of the Diaz brothers and Connor and Jorge Masvidal. They're all kind of in that same... They're all cut from the same cloth. And, you know, I'm really excited. Hopefully, this is going to be a good year, 2021, for the UFC. You know, they handled 2020 really good, to be honest with you. You know, with, uh, they just adapted. Bought Fight Island, put on fights. They had no fans and they just they made it happen. There were some great fights during the quarantine on Fight Island. And, you know, now they've uh, allowed fans. I think there's like a couple of thousand or something like that they got there. And it's phenomenal. So I guess, uh, I'm really excited for the upcoming event. You know, uh, I'm just, I'm really excited for this. Events like this, especially a Conor McGregor fight, they're just, they're special events. Like they're just so ex entertaining, exciting and, you know, especially two of the best fighters in the world going at it. Uh, it's phenomenal. And uh, I love the sport, man. It's, uh, it's not many sports that like it. Like I, I don't like football. I don't like rugby. Boxing, eh, I'll only watch boxing really if it's like Tyson Fury or something like that. But MMA is literally the greatest sport in the world. I gotta be honest. Um, what time yet? 57. Oh man, I gotta be honest. This was a fun episode. Uh, again, Hope you're all doing good. I hope that you're staying away from the tarot cards. I hope that you're staying away from the psychics. They're no fucking good for you. If I had my way, they'd all be in jail. Um, I hope that... What do I hope? I hope that you... Oh, I can't stop burping. I hope that you're right in your goals, you know, even though statistically the odds are against you. Um, I hope that you're having some good meals eating some good steak, having some red wine, maybe, you know, eating some fruit for breakfast, the blueberries and the pancakes or the maple syrup. Uh, maybe shave your head if you've got nothing else to do. Maybe you're bored, you're sitting at home, you know, you've watched enough Love Island to make your eyes pop out your head. Shave your head, you know. And I'm saying that, there's, there's probably men who watch Love Island, there has to be. You know, there's not just sad women in the world, there's also a lot of sad men and Damaged men and just damaged people in general. Most of us are damaged, guys. That's just the truth. I'm one of them. I'm damaged. I need money. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I hope you're all doing good. Hope you all have a good week uh, and a good weekend. Enjoy yourselves. I'll, uh, I'll be back with you next Friday for another episode of the Luke Cartman Show. Take care, everyone. This is the Luke Cartman Show. I'm Luke Cartman. Peace. Thank you.